Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to the hottest sports talk show. I've never had it so good sports radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. We're excited tonight. We know track. That is in our first hour at 6 p.m. And in our 7 seven o'clock hour, we are talking men's basketball. A lot going on there, too. And I want to give a shout-out to the crew from yesterday, our mock draft live show from 6 p.m. to about 7.30 p.m. last night. Um, a shout-out to everybody who participated in the draft. It was fun, but it was also informational. We we, we had a good time, um, and I want to say thank you to the entire crew. Now, tonight we got a guest host on, Coach Gerald Richardson. He is going to be on. He's going to take the reins tonight. And our feature guest is going to be Coach Milton Good, and we're looking to get him in here in just one moment. But let me welcome in my co-host, the one in charge tonight, Coach Gerald Richardson. How are you, sir? I'm doing well tonight, Princess. How are you? I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. I appreciate you doing this. I'm excited. We have been going back and forth and doing We Know Track for some time, and it's such a huge response. We want to... Um, bring you on to do this and see where we can take it. So, again, uh, we appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate you having me. All right. So um, let me see what Duck has sent me here because, Coach Richardson, the board has lit up. There is more than 30 people on now. It's just not the normal four or five. So I want to see what Duck has sent. If not, we are going to go with it now. All right. I see him. Okay. All right, I see that, and let me get to it. Hey, Coach, how are you doing? Your mic is open. Who do we have? Let me see here. Coach Booker, do we have you on? Okay, let's see what we have here. Coach Booker, do we have you on? This is uh, Fred Rucker, 0606. Okay. okay, thank you, Coach Rucker. We appreciate you being on. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. And yourself? Doing really good, sir. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. All right, 4231. 4231, give us your name. That's uh, Coach Tate. How you doing, Coach Tate? I'm doing fine, and you? Doing really good, sir. Thank you for being on. All right, let's see who else we got. Well, we're going to welcome in our guest here, Coach Milton Good. Coach Milton Good, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you very much. How are you doing today? How's everyone doing? Doing really good, really good. Coach Joe Richardson, go ahead and take over with Coach Rucker and Coach Tate, and I'll get everybody else in. All right, thank you, Princess, for uh, having us tonight. Uh, tonight we have uh, returning Coach Rucker, Coach Tate, and our guest speaker tonight, Coach Good. And uh, Coach Good, I'm going to uh, give you an opportunity to uh, introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us, tell them a little bit about yourself, where, where it all started for you as far as it goes with track and field. Yes, how you doing? Uh, you know, um, 
I first started, you know, in high school, you know, uh, as a junior. And, uh, you know, a gym teacher discovered me. You know, uh, you know, we had track and field that day. And pretty much, you know, he was seeing how I was jumping and in, introduced me to the coach, you know, because you see I was doing very well out there, you know, with just regular gym class. And pretty much things took off from there, you know, ever since, uh, you know, he introduced me to my uh, the head coach at track and field. And, you know, pretty much it took off from there, high school, and then, you know, on to college and, you know, on to the Olympic team. Okay. Uh, which which colleges did you uh, attend to? Well, I went to uh, a college, uh, um, uh, college of Alameda out in California, and I went to uh, a college in uh, uh, Florida. All right. And Coach Good, I know you're being modest, but let the listeners know what your uh, lifetime best were in high school and college and beyond. In the high yes, school. when I was in high school, when I first got started, I, um, I first jumped uh, seven foot when I was at uh, Penn Relays. I won, I won Penn Relays uh, two years in a row. And as a junior, I jumped seven foot there, and then I won the following year. And then after that, uh, you know, I went on um, – I ended up jumping seven two and a quarter uh, for a little while, and then you know, quite naturally, uh, another gentleman broke it from Willingboro, you know, jumping seven four, and then you know, which was amazing. And then um, you know, after that, I continued on to college, and you know, even my first year freshman in in Florida, I went seven four and a half or seven four and a quarter, something like that. And then on to college, uh, I transferred out to California, and at, at California. Um, I jumped seven five and a quarter, and then one meet in Cal Berkeley. I jumped seven six and a half, and then on to the you know then you know on to the Olympic team from there. You know, in Olympic trials and everything like that. And you know, I took third in the trials and went on to the Olympics. But even in Europe, I ended up jumping like seven seven and three quarters. You know, over in a meet in Switzerland. All right, thank you for that uh, that brief introduction, and, and absolutely we. We applaud you on your successes as a as an athlete, um, and I know, like Coach Rucker and, and myself, teaching in the high school, uh, we always yes. go down to the gym classes and talk to the gym teachers about any athletes who may not uh, come out for our teams. And uh, I'm gonna let Coach Rucker speak on that. Have you had any success with kids in the gym class and gym teachers that say, "Hey, Coach Ruck, uh, take a look at this kid. He can run. He can jump." Absolutely. Absolutely, Coach Richardson. That's one of the ways I always found to recruit. Uh, I myself, I'm not a real uh, good jump coach. Let's be honest right up front. But I was always looking to talk to, you know, the ed teachers, talk to the football coaches, because I coach winter and spring track. So you're always looking for athletes. I would even talk to the soccer coach. You know, the soccer coaches, yeah, you have anybody that might be interested in running or who likes to run, you know, introduce me to them. Or I'd go to a game and, and you know, ask myself. And to tell you a quick story, um, when I was at Willowville at the time, we had two jumpers that were actually cut from the basketball team. And the assistant JV coach and the assistant varsity coach uh, told me, and, and the head uh, winter coach, and we have these two guys that can jump out of the building, but we really can't use them on the basketball team. Well, the head coach found them in the building, got them out, and these guys, 
I think they jumped two years for us, the junior and senior years. They, they not only were they good athletes, they were good people. They were, you know, they were good young students. And both of them ended up jumping over six foot eight. So we always wow. look for guys from the basketball team that either got cut or, or, or just didn't, basketball didn't work out for them. So you're constantly looking for good athletes. Yeah. And, and that leads me right into my next uh, line of questioning, you know, and Coach Good. I know uh, you mentioned you started as a junior in high school. Uh, yeah. And uh, your, your gym teacher found you and introduced you to the track coach. So what were some of the skills or what are some of the skills that you look for when you're evaluating a high jumper, be it a male or a female? Well, just like, like you just said that, um, you know, uh, a lot of times you can see kids that, you know, jump on the basketball court or, you know, some that play, you know, even with uh, athletes that are, are playing volleyball or uh, uh, different type of sports where you see them, they doing any type of jumping, you know, any type of jumping. And uh, one thing around here, um, they, had a, they had a thing called a, a junior day, uh, which was around here in Neptune, uh, New Jersey here. And, uh, you know, and I went out and I was watching the young kids and one of the events was the high jump. I was over by the high jump. And actually when you, you know, each kid get a chance to go jump and stuff and everything like that, and you, you pretty much look at, you know, each kid to see, you know, how they're jumping, you know, you know, they don't have the necessary technique or anything like that. But if you can see that they can get off the ground, you can pretty much be like, okay, you know, he could be a, he could probably be a jumper, you know, and you, and you kind of like, you know, pick out their talent from there. Okay. Now, uh, Coach State, I know you, 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 you're primarily uh, horizontal jumpers and you did, you did that yourself. What are some of the skills you look for as far as a jumper that, that may relate to a high jumper, but as far as the horizontal jumps go? Uh, I look for the same things. I, uh, basketball players. Uh, I've coached. I've coached high jumpers. Uh, okay. But I, I really don't know about the flop. I high jump myself. I jumped six nine in college, but I was a straddler, which is totally different from the the Fosbury flop. Um, so uh, that was one of the reasons I asked Milton to come on because he's uh, I got him down at Rowan with us uh, to coach our high jumpers. Because uh, when I called Milton up originally, I had two seven foot high jumpers that wasn't getting the necessary uh, work in, in technique. I was I got him in great shape, you know, doing plyometrics and stuff. But as far as coaching the flop, uh, in particular. Uh, one of the key things in the flop is is the J turn, and I knew nothing about the turn at all. And I, I even got a book, and it was uh, I was trying to figure out, you know, how to uh, create the turn, and it was like taking trigonometry and stuff. So I I just said, well, since I don't know, I'm going to find somebody that does know, and uh, yeah. and uh, you know I got Milton down there, so. To talk about you know the technique of jumping, that's the man, not me. I'm I'm a listener tonight. <laughs> okay. Hey, I, I I appreciate all your your nuggets of knowledge. Anyhow, even though they may not be where you want them to be, they're still useful. Um, and you know, Thank you very I'm, much. like my like myself, I, I I coach high jumpers, and I, you know some of the things you guys mentioned already. Look for explosiveness, ability to uh, run off the ground, and and just be. Um, 
you know, a, a natural jumper. That's, you know, so those are God-given talents that sometimes as a coach, yep. you don't have to coach it. You don't have to coach it. You just let it happen. Uh, so, and, and Coach Good, I'm going to let you uh, take this question. Take us uh, step by step how you would yes. introduce the high jump to a beginner, uh, someone you, you know, you recognize has uh, a good skill set but has never attempted a high jump ever. So how would you take that beginner and make them become a, a you know, a proficient high jumper step by step? Yeah, uh, well, in the beginning what I used to do is uh, basically what I do now is, uh, you know, uh, like Norm was mentioning earlier about the J, you know what I mean? Because uh, the J, I mean, every part of the high jump is very important, but everybody knows that going YouTube, one of the first things they look for is, the, you know, how to run a J. I mean, but with the J, you know, you pretty much, uh, uh, you know, have to get their steps down, you know, and 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 it's not like a one shoe fit all, you know what I mean? It's not like that. It's pretty much on that individual, you know, where you can see if he's a tall guy, short guy, you know, you might have to move him up close, move him back. Most uh, athletes, you know, sometimes you start them off with a eight-step approach or, you know, if they have longer legs or, you know, you, you can start them off with a 10-step approach. But you see how they come to the bar and then during uh, one point of the plant, you know, which means, you know, when they take off, get ready to go up over the bar, you pretty much judge on, you know, trying to look at how their, uh, you know, their arches and everything like that. So, you know, you know, I, I look, you know, I, I give them steps first. You know, I, I give them an eight-step approach and show them how I, wanna, how I want them to run it or a 10-step approach. And then, okay. and then after that, we pretty much pro, uh, practice on, you know, how their arch is, you know, going to be. You know, because, you know, high jump is very complex, and it goes step by step. You know, but everything comes together as one, you know, in a high jump. You know, and once you got it together as one, you become one different animal, you know. So, yeah. you know, pretty much that's how I, I approach it in the beginning with anybody in the beginning so, or. No, okay. And, uh, okay, so I, I want to spend a little more time on this J. Uh, so some, some of the listeners may not understand what the J entails. Uh, I know sometimes when I, I introduce the high jump, I would take my kids – into the uh, basketball, onto the basketball court, put them on the um, on the key, and then run from the bottom part where the goal is to the top of the key to kind of or by uh-huh. the, the three point line, by the three point line. So this is kind of how the J is assimilated in, in in the high jump. But what what other yeah. kind of what other kind of uh, things would you introduce to them to help them understand what the J is all about? Well, well, pretty much, uh, you know, I would have them like. Stand in the middle of, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, would have them, you know, just try to, you know, use the YouTube and show them how to run a J. But what I would do, uh, I would have them try to run backwards at first. You know, I'll have them, you know, like have have the hand out arm length, you know, even with the bar, and then have them running uh, a, a J motion. And I'll be standing near the back of the the high jump where I want them to run to me and, uh, you know, just run the jazz first, you know, just run the curb at first and then come back to me and just count their steps and then put it in reverse to go back, you know, to the bar and then pretty much try to determine their steps from there, you know, and uh, and then, you know, as they run into the bar, then I can make my adjustments on how close I want them to be on how far, 
or, you know, if I want them a little wider or I want them a little, you know, more inside, you know. And that, and that really depends on the structure of of the athlete, you know, because the athletes, you know, I mean, you got some people, you know, that has longer legs, shorter legs, uh, you know, some people that have very quick pop going, you know, uh, getting vertical, and, you know, some that's just a little slower. So it just depends on, you know, that individual, how I make my necessary adjustments. But, you know, on the J, basically, you know, I just have them just, you know, just start in the uh, uh, arm length, you know, from the uh, the bar and just run the curve and run to me, you know. And I put a piece of tape down and, and uh, you know, pretty much try to make the adjustments from there. Okay. Now, uh as far as that J goes, I know you mentioned about uh, distance away from the bar. Uh, how far yes. out do you measure uh, that distance from the standard uh, for them to run the J? Uh, pretty, uh, that, that's a good question because I know a lot, you know a lot of coaches have asked me that question. But what I have learned, I learned from uh, a, a, a coach that uh, he used to coach uh, Hollis Conway. Now Hollis Conway, I mean, I thought he was one of the best coaches I ever known. And I learned a lot from him, you know, and he kind of showed on how, uh, you know, the way you could uh, pretty much find that uh, mark when you're running the J and then make your plant to go up to go over the bar. So pretty much what it is is that uh, I would be at a standard, at, at, at an arm length standard, um, you know, and then take one step forward, you know, and, you know, that would be the your furthest foot from – the from the um from the pole and pretty much try to get your mark from there and see if they make that plant from that lunge that they did to go over and then you know then you have to adjust that accordingly because it has to be wherever their hips is you know on the rotation of the bar going over the bar you know pretty much so okay. I kind of judge it that way you know okay so uh, once they get to Go ahead. Who's that? Oh, this is Coach Tate. I wanted to ask Milton. Uh, I've seen uh, I've seen coaches uh, uh, measure uh, using actually two tape measures, uh, measuring the length uh, uh, alongside the you know from from a point to yeah. to where the standard is, and then then they take a measurement straight up. And create a radius between those where those two lines meet. Uh, okay, that's what was confusing to me. Uh, how they determine that that those measurements using you know tape measure. Uh, normally, um, once you, uh, uh, once you uh, make a measurement, uh, well, basically you see how I do it um, from the standard. Uh, you know, if a person is out eight feet or a person is out ten feet. You know, I'll put a piece of tape there, and then you can take your tape measure and measure all the way back. Now, if you got a second tape measure, now, just for instance, if a person is back maybe, you know, I'm using an example of 40 feet. Now, your second tape measure, you know, you can use it from the further standard and then bring that tape measure back over to where that 40 feet is, and that might say uh, 60 feet or 65 feet. Once you bring those two pieces together, then what that does is pretty much uh, measures where, you know, uh, that person will always get get their uh, definite measurement where they won't be out of line, either or. Especially if you're, you know, at a at a uh, 
a place where, you know, the uh, the uh, runway or whatever doesn't look as good as it's supposed to, you know, and if you want to make sure that your uh, your steps are even, that's a good way of doing it. But uh, were you talking more on how you have the tape measure to make the radius and the curve? Yeah. Yes. Oh, the, the, well, the, I've the seen them take. Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna say I, I've seen them take some chalk and like basically uh, uh, draw like the the J part of the turn between those oh, okay. two. You know where where the two tape measures meet and and they create the radius. You know, uh, almost like you're using um, what's the thing we used to use in uh, in, in high school. With the pencil. Oh, and the, I know what you're talking about. When you have you have it with the with the, the pencil and you draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> the and you, line, and you, yeah. Create, you create a radius between two points using that. Uh, right. I've seen some coaches do that, and that's what was confusing me. How do they how do they make that determination? Oh, okay. Well, uh, like well, like I was saying earlier, where where you pretty much can uh, you know have your arm length, and you know how I have them take one step forward. Mm-hmm. And then I put a piece of tape there where it is. That's what I did for our high jumper, Jeff. And then uh, uh, I have that one tape that I have in the middle, which I call the halfway point. That's when a person is running a J. He might run the five steps straight and then the five steps in the curve, you know, or, you mm-hmm. know, it's either or sometimes you can say six, four, or they'll say five, five. Now that piece of tape right there is where you start your curve at. And what it is is that how you get maybe like some people run a 20 radius or a 19 or 18 radius, which it goes from that uh, starting your curve point on to where you make your plan at. And what I do is that, uh, you know, I just make, I just pull the tape to the middle of the, of the, uh, um, where the, um, the middle of the runway is, you know, when I come across uh, even with the, the mats, and then I have them walk from that point all the way to their takeoff point. And once I get it even, it could be a, a 20 feet or it could be, you know, 22 feet or whatever, then that's when I make that chalk line going from one point to the other. Right. Okay. Okay. Okay, so, Coach Good, now, I know we, we, we I, I get what you're talking about, and I'm sure uh, Coach Tate and maybe Coach Rucker understand, but some of my listeners may not understand how to how to take the measurement for a beginner? So where do they, where would they start to make their measurement? I you know you go to the standard and you mark out you said ten eight feet maybe eleven feet twelve feet, and then back forty feet. So when you're on that standard, where do you put the the tape? And you put it in front of the standard, behind the standard, and then you mark out ten. How would you how would you do that? Oh, uh, uh, in front of the uh, uh, like I said, you would uh, you would stay next to the standard about uh, um, arm length. And then you would, you know, you would make a lunge forward, like you no, would, no, you would I'm, you'd be lunge. I'm, I'm talking no, about the measurement for the for the takeoff from when from the starting point as they as they're approaching the, the uh, high jump. So they, you got your measurement. You move out ten and you go back forty. You mentioned that earlier. Where would yeah. you start your tape? Where would you where would you start your tape when you're marking that? You know, where would you do you put it on the oh, standard I would, I would, behind would, the standard? I would, yeah, I would start from the standard. Usually, I start from okay. the standard. In the middle of the standard, behind the standard, front of the standard. Uh, I usually go with the, the middle of the standard. You know, I, it, okay. to me, it's like the most accurate. You know, just as long as that tape is stretched and it's straight. You know, right. I, I am. I you know, I I am very you know, 
you know, I'm I'm very straight on on how they do that. You know, they right. have to be, you know, everything has to be straight, you know, because the straighter you okay. get it, you know, the less error you have, you know, jumping. I, I got a question. So are you parallel to the pit then? Par- parallel to the pit. Uh, 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 when you get that first mark where you're going out 8 to 10 feet, yes. is that first mark parallel? Is it, yeah, is you, it going you even, yeah. Uh, from the standard, you're going you're going outward. Yeah. Yes. From the standard, you're going outward. You're going outward. It's almost like making an L. You know, like oh, an okay, L. Right. Uh, okay, that's right. Okay. Yeah. You know, you you know, you going you're going out eight feet, ten feet. Uh, you know, at that point, and then you're making the you know the 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 tape come back to your mark where you're going to be at your starting point where you're going to be starting to run the run from. Okay, good, good. I was always wondering about that. Thank you. Good. All right. Yes. Hey, okay, so coach, now uh, we're moving on. We got we got the measurement now, and we were talking about the J. Uh, let's talk about the the approach and over the bar. I mean, like if we're talking about a novice kid who's never high jumped, how do you yes. how do you teach them? How do you teach them to, you know, as coach coach Tate said, flop? How do you teach the kids to flop over the bar? I know a lot of times I start off with a bungee, so I have to keep putting that bar up and down. And um, so, what, mm-hmm. what are your what, what's your approach from that point on? Once they got the J, well, they got... I, I have a little bit of a different uh, 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 way of doing it. I always like to use a bar because I, you know, I mean, I know a lot of a lot of coaches use bungees, but I like I like a kid to get that feel. I like that for that athlete to get the feel when he when he missed or you know when he know he makes it. When he makes it, he's happy. You know, when he misses, then I can tell him his mistakes and what he's doing wrong. But uh, um, basically, you know, uh, I usually let them get on the mat, and you know how uh, they would do dolphins, you know, when you jump up in the air and flip backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, little things like that. Um, also, you know, uh, I would have them stand uh, in front of the mat, and you know how you just jump backwards onto the mat? you know, to try to help them with their arch as they're jumping over the bar. I put a bar, mm-hmm. at, you know, at a certain height and just have them jump over the bar. But I, I, I just do it in repetitions until they finally get it, you know, okay. you know, especially if, you know, you got somebody that, that jumps, you know, and then I just try to correct them each time and, and show them how to uh, pretty much pinch their hips, you know, or tighten their hips together as they're going over, you know, yeah. and I just keep, I just keep the repetitions going until they finally get it and just keep explaining each time they do it, what, you know, that's, what, that's what one we, of the better ways that I learned. And then I would take them back maybe like about a three-step approach and then try to uh, work that in as they're going three steps back and then go back gradually, slowly, you know, until they're able to do it on a full approach. Okay, let's, let's go back a little bit. Uh, what do you mean by pinch the hips? What are you talking about there? Explain to our listeners when you, uh, usually, what do you mean. Uh, usually, you know, once you make your plant and you're going up in the air and you're you're going over the bar, you you basically you're teaching the kid how to uh, uh, pinch his hips or you know or lift his hips. You know, a lot of people use you know different terms of it. You know, uh, because once you pinch your hips, it helps your arch to be a little bit deeper as as you're going mm-hmm. over the bar. So you know, because uh, a lot of kids, especially in high school, when you see them jump, you know, they have a tendency to, you know, do what they call a jackknife. They get in the air, 
and as soon as they get, you know, parallel, you know, to the bar, they have a habit of bringing their head up really fast, and that causes your hips to drop like about four to six inches. So, you know, you know, I try to teach them more where they can keep their head back and pinch their hips and, and hold their hips as they're rotating over the bar, you know, so you'll, you know, you'll make sure you have that clearance all the way through. Right. Now, now let's talk about landing into the pit area. Uh, is there something you talk? Yes, sir. Yeah, I got a question. Are there any drills or exercises you can do to, to take that um, rookie jumper to strengthen the hips? Anything that you have them do, Coach? The, not you know, not necessarily. I, I never did anything like that. Only thing mm-hmm. I did is just kept uh, doing repetitions with them to do it over and over so they finally right. got it. I mean, you know, I mean, if they're doing, uh, you know, uh, squat or anything like that, I mean, that's going to strengthen the hips anyway, you know, or, okay. or running and everything like that. But other than that, when I'm just basically working on their technique, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just like to do the repetitions over and over and over. I mean, it's the same thing as a person – dribbling a basketball if you if you're right-handed you know you're going to keep dribbling with your left hand to that hand finally comes into play and you know you can use it just as good as your your other hand and right. i do I, you know i i approach with that same type of concept you know with the mm-hmm. high jump you know and you know because the kids even the kids from high school and even the ones that we recruit or any college recruit uh you know has the same habit i, I mean i never hardly ever met a kid yet that didn't have that habit and that's one of the first things I approach is the, is that arch, you know. And I just yeah. I, and basically I just I just let them do repetitions of it until they finally get it. And it's just basically jumping back over the bar backwards until they mm-hmm. finally you know until they finally catch on to it. Now this may sound like a crazy question. Is there anything no, I, that that an athlete can do at home or by himself? if he doesn't have a high jump pit to kind of simulate. Uh, um, I, I usually, you know, would tell an athlete if they're at home, you know, mostly, uh, you know, you know, try to imitate, you know, if you're lying on the floor and, you know, and a lot of them just, you know, how you just put your hands, you know, your hands in your back and just, you know, uh, raising, you know, raising up your, you know, your navel, you know, right. to the sky. Okay. And, and you can do that and then have them pinch their hips as they're, you know, as they're raising up like that and just, just have them hold it for, you know, like 30 seconds or 15 seconds or so, you know, so mm-hmm. they'll get used to that and just have them do it when they come to practice, you know, because the more they practice it, you know, the, the better they'll get it. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, that but, sounds like you're, that's talking about, you're talking about the, the bridge, the, the bridge. The, the, hands on the, the bridge, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because okay. the, the bridge is, uh, is is very important going over going over the bar at a high jump, very important. Right now, uh, Milk, uh, yeah. this is Coach Tate. Would uh, would like doing say the bridge uh, exercise, uh, like like thrusting your hips up is in is like almost like like squeezing your glutes, right? Right. about that you know mm-hmm. and it, you know and that's what I, I taught all the athletes to, to do 
because the, the, that extra that extra half a second that you can get to make that clearance, uh, you know, that's important, especially when it gets to higher heights. You know, that's that's yeah. where it really comes in it comes in at being important. Okay. So so we talked about the J. We talked about the uh, the takeoff and 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 squeezing the glutes and holding the arc. Um, now, how about uh, placement on a pit once they clear the bar? Where do you where do you what's the the teaching point as far as where you land in the pit? And do you, and I I try to I try to encourage my um, my high jumpers they should not land on their back but they should land on more on their shoulders the upper back. There you go. And you're absolutely right. I try to get them to land more on their neck. You know, between the neck and the back. You know, when you when you can get them to land there. Uh, that that shows right there where they had uh, absolute full rotation going over that bar. Once they pinch those hips and they hold their hip their hips for that extra half a second, and then as they're rotating over the bar and they and they come down landing on like a 45 degree angle coming down hitting that mat. And if they hit by their shoulders and their neck, then you know they had a they, you know they you know they had a good jump doing that. Okay, yeah, and and you know, that, I, I know a lot of times. I know a lot of times it's, it's difficult for young young jumpers to transfer that speed, that that vertical, that uh, horizontal speed into vertical speed, um, and they they crash into the bar, or they don't get a good jump and plant. Uh, what are some of the things that you kind of can do to correct that from happening and get them to understand very, that they got a very very good question and very good point, very good question. Uh, what that is is that uh, when you got a person that comes in very fast. You know, you, you're going to have to learn how to slow him down so he'll get used to his steps because, uh, a lot, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of athletes and I still see them that comes to the bar very fast. And what it is is that, they, you know, a lot of people, oh, you got to drive the knee, drive the knee. If the, if the knee drive is not quick and don't equal the speed that you're running to the bar, you're going to do like a long jumper and energy is just going to take you straight forward. It's going to take you straight forward. The, the knee drive has to be as quick as the run-up. And if it's not, but, you know, and, and, the, and, the, and the athletes really, the shorter athletes are the one that has the quicker knee drives because they have to, you know, because, you, know, you know, with the gravity on how they have to get, you know, get up higher. So, they, you know, if you ever notice that jumpers that are shorter have quicker knee drives because, you know, that's, that's what helps them compel up into the air. You know, but uh, you know, but it has to equal. If it doesn't equal the speed of of the of your approach, you you, you know, all the energy is just going. You know, that's physics, and all energy is just going to go one way, and that's just straight. You know, it, it, it you know that's just the way physics is. You know, so you would have to slow them down, so you know, so it would equal out. You know, you know, you you, you just got to find find that equalization right there. Okay, so and, that's and a very another question. Point. Another another question is, is that um, a lot of times you see jumpers hitting the bar and on the descent, say with their with their calves or their ankle. Um, what what kind of corrections can you do to uh, keep that from happening? Uh, when you, if you hit it off with your ankles or anything like that, what I do is that I make the adjustment on the back end when they take off again. I usually would bring them back maybe uh, maybe one inch, two inches back. You know, because if they just hit it off with their ankles, I would I would bring them back about an inch. And if they have the same speed and everything is the exact same as the the, the jump before that, 
they'll clear it because now they have that extra inch space that they just hit hit it off with. So, you right. know, I just make that adjustment on the back end. Yeah, I, I, I tend to do that as well. Um, I have a few jumpers where at the lower height, I have them at one mark. At the higher heights, I have another, another mark just to give them a little bit more clearance uh, at that higher height um, and the, keeping the speed the same and keeping the, the, the J the same. Uh, you're going to get there at the same amount of velocity that you would at the closer step or closer mark as you would as a further, uh, the further back mark. Um, yes. I'll say, okay, that's good. And, um, and you answered, you were talking, you were about to go into my next question. Um, yes. Does it, is it, there's advantage for a tall jumper or does it matter? Uh, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, you know, a tall jumper do have more of an advantage because, you know, the way his waistline is and, and having longer legs. But let me tell you, being taller don't necessarily mean you could jump higher. You know, That's I mean, right. you know, a lot, you know <laughs> it does not mean you could jump higher. You know, I've seen some uh, jumpers uh, that was like yeah. six four, six five, six six, and couldn't jump a lick. And <laughs> and we were we were just at a meet in Princeton, and they got this. Yeah. We had you know we got this guy that goes to uh, Monmouth University. He's no taller than like five six, and the guy almost made six um, a six ten jump. <laughs> you know, okay. you know, okay. and then you would feel well, like uh, a person like. No, go ahead, go ahead, Norm. Uh, I was going to tell tell Gerald when I was jumping. Uh, uh, when I, you know, when I was still competing, uh, they had this jumper at Fairleigh Dickinson named Franklin Jacobs. Yeah. Yep. He was five seven, and he jumped twenty three inches over his height. I remember him. Yeah. 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 Seven. He jumped like seven 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 six, mm. and he was only yeah. five seven. But but like Milton yeah. said, he was shorter, but his knee drive was faster. Quicker, yeah, mm-hmm. off the ground. Yeah, when you yeah, got when that quicker. Step, yeah. Yep, you get off the ground, man. That that yeah, last move off yeah. the ground. Yeah, so it's good. So, and I hear you, and I hear what you're saying. So, you know, you got a if you're a eight step or ten step jumper, uh, in your last four steps or five steps, would you say those are the most important steps of your high jump? Yeah, basically the last three steps, are, you know, I mean, all the steps are important if they if they all are run correctly, you know, is is uh, you know, and uh, your last actually your last three steps is uh, like the, the most important steps. But you know, mm-hmm. even those last two, when you know, I always listen if I hear that doom and they're going up, you know, I, you know, I always listen for those last two little thumps, you know, with, with a jumper going up. But you know, like I said. It's going to be a little different when you got somebody that has long legs, you know, with a six four, six five jumper, you know, that's about six four, or uh, you know, uh, uh, being that tall or six five. But if you got a, a a guy that's shorter, you know what I mean? That their their last two steps are going to be mighty quick, and it has to be, you know, especially right. if you see a guy that you know is about you know five eleven, five ten or so like that, and he's you know, jumping close to seven feet, those last two steps are, are awfully quick, very quick, getting off the okay. ground. Uh, I know, like, in, in the horizontal jumps, there's drills you can do uh, to to help you uh, with your jumping. Like, in a triple jump, there's bounding drills you can do. And I, I know one of the yeah. previous shows, Coach Tate talked about jumping like a uh, like a deer. You know, if you bound like a deer, yeah. you're, you're jumping better than if you would uh, regularly. 
So what are some drills that kids could do outside of normal practice time to help them become a better high jumper? I know you mentioned uh, uh, isometrics with, uh, band, with squats and things like that. Uh, I know Coach Tate talked about jumping rope a few times. Uh, what, what, what have been your experiences to help you become a better jumper and how you would coach some of your jumpers to become a better jumper outside of the normal high jump practice? Uh, basically, uh, um, you know, I did twat. I did, I did a, a, a lot of squats. Uh, you know, um, I'm not going to lie. In high school, I didn't do any weights at all, none. I didn't get into weight to basically, you know, when uh, when I was in college, actually being a sophomore in college, when, you know, when I transferred and went to California, that's when I really got into weights and we had this guy named Greg, and Greg's the one that really got me into, uh, you know, uh, he he worked me with uh, uh, squats, but just just certain ways he did the squats. I didn't never really went down in the bucket as they call it. You know, I only mm-hmm. went to like a forty five degree angles, and then I shot up uh, pretty quick to try to get the explosion. You know, um, that's the way he had me do it. And then he worked so, through another go, go, going to, going into the bucket. Are you saying go at beyond ninety degrees or, or? yeah, going be going beyond ninety degrees? You know, like okay, like, uh, uh, weightlifters would do it. You know, I never did that. I only came down forty five degrees. But then he would have me shoot up real quick, you know, uh, back to the be- you know the beginning spot, you know. So I will, you know, that that's what would help me with the explosion, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, also, uh, I would work on, he had a, a couple of drills that he would have me do, which he called quick muscle twitch drills, you know, that would, you know, that would help me get off the ground quicker, you know, uh, you know, like um, I would put a rubber band around my, my, uh, my foot and, you know, and just keep yanking forward, you know, to try to get that knee drive to work a little quicker, uh, you know, or other different drills that he had me do just to work on really uh, quick muscle twitches. So between the weights and the quick muscle twitches really helped me a lot to, you know, do for a better explosion to get off the ground. And okay, also, so if I, I can jump yeah. in and just ask a question. Um, yes, go ahead. Do you encourage your jumpers for training to run? Maybe run um, – a 200. Yes, a indeed. Run one. <laughs> okay, I was just curious about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Let me see. When I got to college, uh, I was introduced to running. <laughs> and believe uh-huh. me, it, believe me, I, it, it, it does help. I used to run uh, 150s uh, mm-hmm. all the time. And then um, every third week, I would run 300s. Even in the beginning, mm-hmm. I was running ladders, you know, you know, mm-hmm. I would start. I was sometimes I would start with the 500 all the way down to the two. So uh, okay. yes, uh, yes, I recommend running. Yes, I do. <laughs> and if, if the reason why I asked, and I mentioned earlier when I was at Willingboro, when we found those two guys mm-hmm. um, from the basketball team, one of them became a pretty decent 200 meter runner. Not that he was going to be a, uh-huh. a, a a 200 meter state champ. But in dual meets and in county meets and sectionals, he scored points for us because yes. he, he got faster and stronger, and it seemed like it, it helped him when it came to jumping, and especially at the big meets when he's jumping, I don't know, eight, nine, ten times in a meet. Well, well not only that, it, it, it definitely will help your, you know, your longevity, especially, you know, uh, <laughs> during your end stretch, you know, when the season is, you know, you know, from halfway to almost ending, that's that's where the endurance and everything, 
comes in at, you know, and, uh, you know, and keeping yourself, you know, in shape for that, you know, that's, that's where that comes in handy at because, you know, like I said, I never thought about how I would be running or doing any of that when I was in college, but once I was introduced to it, let me tell you, it really, it really made a difference. It really did. You know, so I do, I do highly recommend it. So would you, All right. would you encourage then, um, I'm thinking of high school kids, who are high jumpers, would you encourage them to try to find a second event or no, because I love no. Yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, Fred, uh, mm-hmm. this is Coach Tate. Uh, right. uh, all the Milton's jumpers at Rowan run. Okay. Because they're under me. All the jumpers are <laughs> under me. And Milton is not there for them to do work in the pit. They're running right. the same workout that the sprinters are running. So, any of okay. any of them are capable of of running a two hundred. Uh, some of them can even you know are fast enough that they can run a decent hundred. But all of them run. They run every day that Milton's not there with them in the pit. <laughs> That's right. Like they it. run. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I'm old school when it comes to that running stuff. And, and, uh, uh, no, that's not old school. That's that's uh, uh, staying in shape. That's getting in shape. That's today's school too. Yeah. Running never gets old. It never gets old. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, I like right. that. I like it. Okay, I got a I got yeah. a question for uh Coach Tate and Coach Rucker and then I'll come back to you, Coach Good. Um, yeah. In this in this age of uh, technology and how technology is uh, implemented in the practice and meets and all this kind of stuff, do you rely on the technology or do you rely on your uh, your own eye for making any corrections, Coach Tate? I'll start with you. Okay, I, I uh, uh, Gerald, that's a good question because mm-hmm. there's a lot of new gimmicks and 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 and. and different equipment that people are using to, to increase speed and power and explosive, explosiveness. I use on my, I, I use my eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a jumper, uh, and even when I look at, you know, when I high jumpers, and Milton knows this, uh, there's a lot of similarities between the, the, the triple, the long, and the high jump. Uh, uh, the high jump is more, you know, uh, 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 Vertical, technical. but yeah, yeah, and, and a little more technical. But I use my eye because there's certain things like like Milton didn't mention, like in the J turn. I know that for a high jumper, that when they're running the turn, you lean away from the bar, not into mm-hmm. the bar. It, you know, yes, that's I one did. of the keys to running your turn. Exactly yeah, right. that that when you're running that turn, you mm-hmm. have to teach that person. How to lean? Because most most of the kids, when they first start, they want to jump into the bar, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right? And, and 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 so they're hitting the bar going up. They have to lean away and then be explosive enough to 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 raise those hips and and drive that knee, you know, uh, quick enough that they get the maximum height they're gonna get. But if they're Absolutely. running toward, if they're running toward the bar, they they can be. The, the uh, strongest person in the world, but they're gonna hit that bar because you're gonna go in the direction that you're that you're running. So you have to lean right. away. And and for some kids, they find that you know difficult. Uh, uh, Very difficult. One of the drills, one drill I used was that I made the J uh, 
uh, and I didn't have the correct measurements for the J. I was, you know, I did, you know, the best I could, you know, because I didn't understand all the, the technical measurements. But what I did was I put I I, I put the, the the their their you know line the direction was close to the gym wall. Mm-hmm. So it forced mm-hmm. them to lean away from the wall, otherwise they're gonna run into it. You know, uh, and, yeah. and they would do their turns so that the, where that where that point of takeoff would be at the bar, they had to be leaning away from that wall, otherwise they'd run into it. Uh, and I had a few kids that just you know they touched the wall a couple of times, and and, yeah. and it, it just made them learn that much faster. Right. Uh, that's a uh, very good point. Yeah, because that's one of the that's, I know that's one of the keys. And then the other one was that I I would could see as just a, a jumper was that their foot, their takeoff foot is parallel to the bar. Not turned mm-hmm. in, not pointed in. Takeoff mm-hmm. foot has to be parallel to the bar you know, when when you uh plant. Because uh, that's what a lot of because Kids have a tendency to run straight to the bar, um, mm-hmm. uh, but that, that takeoff foot has to be parallel, and they have to be leaning. You know, uh, if they're coming from the from the right side, they're leaning inward. You know, to, to you know their left shoulder uh, is leaning away from the bar. If they're coming from the opposite side, then their right shoulder is leaning away from the bar. Uh, right. But I always use my eye, and as far as just the jumping part or in the training, uh, Milt, Milt tell you, I have when he comes down there, I have the guys ready. Uh, we okay. do fly, they yes. do plyometrics with the sprinters, everything. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Milton, basically, all he has to do is he's focusing on the technique and, and their turns and stuff. But he'll tell you they're in shape. All right. Coach <laughs> Russ, very, oh, very, uh, very, very much so. <laughs> Coach Russ, you want to speak on that uh, technology piece or your eye? What do you make corrections on? Definitely. It's it's with my eye. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's my eye. It's my gut. It's my experience. Yeah. It's the things yeah. I've learned over, yeah. you know, over the years. Norman yeah. and I talked mm-hmm. about this, that a lot oh, of yeah. things coaches have now, we didn't have those things early in our career. So you, you, you use your eye. And I always try to tell kids, you know, when you're practicing, I'm looking at what you're doing all the time. Right. If we're doing five 200s and you know I'm looking, I don't want you to run the first two to, to be impressive. So, I mean, Coach right. is watching me. I, I want to see that fifth one just as tough as the first one because yeah. I need to know when it's me time, can you come through? Are you in shape? Right. Are you ready? It, it, so, yeah. It, in fact, Fred, my, my mm-hmm. philosophy is if they're doing six, I want the sixth one to be the best one. Exactly. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, I'm with you, Coach, because I would always – your last yeah. one is your best one. Yeah. That's right. That's what I would yeah. say. Yeah. And I think, I well, I think what we're – Go ahead. Go yes. ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think what we're all agreeing on, and, and we kind of coach it this way, is that, that muscle memory. And, 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 and training, your, training your body to do something without you even thinking about doing it through mm-hmm. muscle memory and repetition. And uh, yes. what I want to do now is I got, about, uh, I got about four minutes. I'll give everybody a minute, starting with you, Ruck. Any uh, last comments? No, I, I learned a few things particularly about that, Jay, because uh, as Norm 
said, uh, when, when I did it in high school, it was just, it was the Western roll. I, you know, Fosbury mm-hmm. Clock was, was beyond me. And I'd go watch, you know, the high jumpers. And, and the other thing I did as a coach, if I didn't know the event, I would go get someone who knew what they were doing. And, and a good coaching staff, you hope that you have people that are knowledgeable in different areas. And during the winter season when we got those two guys from the basketball team, we got our head coach who was the jump coach in the spring, and he would come in and work with them. Because that's all right. you, know, you got to work together as, as a collection of coaches in order yeah. to help all the athletes on your team. So if you don't know, ask and get some help. All right. That is so Coach very Tate, true. Co- and, Coach Tate, any final comments? Got a minute, sir. I, I, no, not really. Uh, that's why I'm glad uh, Milt was able to get on. I, I learned a little more. Uh, All right. Uh, but I'm still going to let him coach the high jumpers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> coach Good. Yeah, my, you my minute, is basically you got, you know, you got a minute, like Coach Good. Yeah, I would like to thank uh, Coach Tate because he, he did get me down there, you know, to, uh, you know, straighten out a few athletes that went down there. And, you know, not only that, I learned from them as well. And, you know, teaching them, you know, uh, made them uh, more consistent, and they, you know, they, they they did very very well, you know, going out and they, you know, they they jumped seven feet several times, you know, right. just learning, you know, uh, the way we was teaching them, and you know, I am too, I I am with them as far as as with the eye is concerned, you know, I said to myself, I if I ever wrote a book, that's the first thing I would name it, the eye, <laughs> because, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. You know, because, you know, you can't nothing to me outdo the eye, you know, because when you right. basically know that event and you know, I mean, I can tell when a kid is taken off to when he lands in the mat and everything yeah. counts on the eye. And they mm-hmm. say, Coach, how did you see that? I said, because I have the eye. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, I, I agree. I, and I, and I, 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 can, I can always tell when a kid's going to have a good jump by just by their approach and their takeoff. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, uh, that eye, that eye test, and I always tell coaches, yeah. I say, you got to trust your eye and trust your gut. You trust your gut sometimes. You All the technology in the world can. can't. And you and, and 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 Ruck, you know, sometimes in 400, you got to know what to tweak your workouts to make them a little faster or a little right. stronger. Right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you see that in practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, exactly. so gentlemen, thank you, exactly. thank you so much, gentlemen, for for uh, yeah. calling in. Milton, it was yeah. a pleasure meeting you. And uh, Milton and I, uh, yes, coach. We uh we 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 know a lot of the same people because he went to California and I'm from California so when I when I start throwing some some places out there he said oh yeah you know all about it coach <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. you no, talked no. about Alameda hey, College uh, I, thought... I just want to uh, ask you guys to uh, to wish me good luck man I'm in the championship of America four by four this week at Penn they put us in there with the big dogs. Oh, oh, oh. Wish me luck. Yes, yes, All right. Yes. Hey, well, I'll, I'll see you him, there, Coach. coach. I will yes. see you there. Go get him. Okay. <laughs> I'll look for you. Yes. Gentlemen, thank you. Uh, Princess is going to come back in to close out. But, again, I thank you for your time and for all the nuggets you gave our listeners here this, this, tonight. Yes, hey, hey Darryl, you ready? you ready to start your own show now, man. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about? I, I what? <laughs> you use that hey, was pretty good. That was pretty good. Go ahead and <laughs> speak it sure. Go ahead and speak <laughs> it. Amen. All um, right. Coach right. Milton Good, Coach Tate, yes. Coach Rucker, Coach Richardson. We appreciate you all. Have a great evening. That was good stuff okay. right there.
We, have, have we appreciate you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Never had it so Thank good. We're going to get out of the way now for the guys at 7 p.m. Thank you again, gentlemen. We know track with Tate. Rutgers, also, thank you, Coach Good, and our host, our host, Gerald Richardson. We're going to get you back, sir. We're going to get you back. (laughs) All right. (laughs)